It's a Mailbag Monday. Lots of Giants questions. Let's talk about it. You are Locked On MLB Prospects, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on in to Locked on MLB Prospects, your home for all things minor league baseball. I'm your host, Lindsey Crosby, baseball writer for Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making this your first listen every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. As we do every single Monday, questions from listeners of this show. These are all real questions from real people. If you have a question for the show, uh, multiple ways to get them in. I'm on Twitter at Crosby Baseball. The show's on Twitter at Locked On Farm. Or you can email us, LockedOnMLBProspects at gmail.com. We do this mailbag every single Monday. So send yours in sometime soon. Hopefully we can get to it in next week's mailbag. A couple questions here uh, come from GL World on Twitter. He sent three. First one, is it possible that David VR gets called up this season? So, uh, 2018 11th round pick out of South Florida plays in the Giants organization. And the thing about David VR, so not in the top 30, but really interesting that he had a good offensive year in, um, in Richmond, in AA. So, if you haven't been to the Diamond, uh, Richmond has big gaps high walls, long distances. It is a very, very pitcher-friendly park. You've seen big leaguers come through there and not put up great power numbers. Brandon Belt was there. Adam Duvall was there. He hit 20 home runs in Richmond. Um, it's, I think it's like the first player to hit 20 home runs in a season since 2005. Uh, slash line was 275, 374, 507. And again, more than half of his games were played in the, you know, the cavern that is the diamond. So, offensively, I feel like he's in a pretty good place. Uh, and I, the point where he could contribute if you needed him to contribute. Uh, he can, you know, he pretty good strikes on discipline, can make contact, has above average exit velo. Uh, you can, he can get fooled a bit. Um in like just swinging and missing in the zone on you know an off speed things like that especially from a lefty but he makes enough contact where he's going to be an average to above average hitter probably have him projected as somewhere like 20 home runs and a decent average so i think there's a range of outcomes here and i think at the high end he's a a with the work that he's been doing to get better at defense at third base I think if he can continue that trend of getting better on defense at third base, I think the high end is he is a league average starting third baseman. Defense is average. Like I said, 20 home runs, decent average at the big leagues. Uh, If not, if the defense doesn't take that step, then I think where you probably look for him to be is a corner infield backup uh, that can hit for a decent average give you a little bit of pop and come off your bench. Can play third, can play first, kind of do both of those. Uh, as it is right now, he's a little too error prone. He's shown some of the the discipline and the work ethic to get it fixed. It's just a matter of it actually coming through. So range of things there. Now, 
As far as him getting called up this year, there's a couple things that have to happen before he would get called up this year. So, right, offensively right now, he is hitting where he needs to hit to get called up. 318, 427, 709, 12 home runs in 31 games in AAA Sacramento. So, offensively, he's there. Defensively, still a little bit of work. I haven't seen a ton of footage of, of him playing third and having a lot of opportunities since then. So I can't necessarily tell you exactly where he is right now. But you have to look at the playing time scenarios. So you've got Evan Longoria just coming back off the IL. Um, Mauricio Dubon was just traded out of San Francisco. So I think there's an opening there if there's an effectiveness or injury on the part of Longoria. VR is an option to get called up and compete. Now, whether or not they do that, I don't know. And it's this is one of those things where you have a team that is trying to win full of veterans, like a, obviously Longoria, like a Brandon Belt, things like that. I don't know how much playing time you can give to a rookie if he's not hitting on all cylinders right away. But I think there is an opening uh, for him to get called up and to give it a shot. So I'm going to give it a 55% chance he gets called up. It's I don't want to leave you with a coin flip. So I want a little better than that. But I think it's, it's a toss-up simply because he's not been called up before. Um, and I'm not sure if he's on the 40-man or not. Trying to see here. I, yeah, I'm not sure if he's on the 40-man or not. So you'd have to make a, make a spot for him. But at the same time, and this sounds callous, but understand how teams approach these things. A guy who's not on your top 30 list is not one of your coveted prospects. If you rush him up too early and he doesn't amount to anything, you're not as concerned about it, if that makes sense. Uh, It's not, you weren't expecting much to begin with from a guy who's not even ranked in your top 30. And so if he gets called up too early and doesn't perform, you can send him back down. There's no concerns there because you weren't expecting much out of him anyway, if that makes sense. And no disrespect to David VR, I think he's a good player. Uh, I think he can probably... Uh, contribute at the major league level, but that's how a lot of organizations approach it. You know, when you're in the minor leagues, like you'll explicitly hear this, you'll say 20 of these guys have a job so that five of these guys have a team to play on. And that's kind of the situation. A lot of guys who aren't, especially when you get to like double A AA and triple A, a lot of these guys are here to fill the team out. So they have a team to play. Uh, I think David VR is better than that, but that's the situation you have to be aware of. Um, Next question was, Anthony Volpe and Nick Gonzalez have both disappointed, and he kind of wants my thoughts on that. So I talked about Volpe a few weeks ago, about how he can't hit a slider to save his life right now. Uh, that's definitely something that's that's got to get corrected. I mean, updated stats as of Sunday, he's batting 171 over 28 games, four home runs, but 171, 291, 333. I think he has the raw talent to fix it. Not necessarily as concerned about that. Um, Nick Gonzalez is, is the other guy in this and pirate second baseman. Interesting kind of thing there. I just read, I just read a piece recently about him. There's not a lot fundamentally different about his profile this year compared to last year. There's some things that stand out. He's walking 4% more, not a huge deal. 10% less line drives, 10% more strikeouts. And I think that's a big part of it right there where you just kind of see, I mean, last year he hit 302 with a 950 OPS. And you go back, you look at it this year, he's hitting um he's hitting 202 
with a 642 OPS. Uh, only has two home runs and just about 100 at-bats. And I think a big part of it is, is uh, more, he's hitting more, more fly balls, less line drives. Uh, he's pulling the ball a lot more. And I don't necessarily know if that's intentional or if that's not. And then he's, like I said, his, um, his line drive percentage went down and his strikeouts went up. So I think it's a little bit of a cold streak. I'm going to say it's like 75% cold streak. And the good news is defensively, he's been playing pretty well. So that's something where it's not affecting the rest of his game. And I know he's working with John Dunnelly, the, the Altoona hitting coach. Got some reports about that. He's been working with them. They didn't go into specifics, but they've been working on some of this stuff. So they're kind of working on it. And last I saw, the plan actually was they're going to switch him and Leovor Paguero. They're going to switch positions. So they're going to move Paguero to second, and they're going to move uh, Gonzalez to short. So I'm interested to see what that does, playing a premium defensive position, if that kind of helps him lock into the game of baseball, if that is just another thing that distracts him from hitting or kind of what happens there. But I think he's going to snap out of it. I don't think it's a permanent thing. Uh, and then the third question was about um, thoughts on Christian and, and Carcinone's strand. So the third baseman in the Twins organization. Uh, he's in high A right now, 347, 407, 554. 30 games. He's got five home runs, um, 12 walks, 33 strikeouts. And he's an interesting player um, because defensively, he was kind of seen as a liability at third. And so they had, last year, he played a lot of first base. And he came back from training camp, or he he came into spring training uh, back at third, and his defense has been better than expected. And so I think he can probably be below average to average at third. You're still going to want a strong um, defender, like a strong defender at short next to him. Um, but for a big framed guy, I mean, he's six foot 224. He moves decently enough. Definitely is an offensive first prospect, though. And I think the thing there, he can drive the ball hard to all fields. He's got a good contact skills. The things he has to work on, there's a couple things. So one, he needs to be more selective. You can get him to chase a bit still. Um, needs to be a little more disciplined. Same thing with the, you know, with the, the selective discipline. I mean, kind of the same way. It's, just, it's two different ways of saying the same thing. Uh, you can get him to chase balls out of the zone, and then you can get him to sit fastball and miss an off-speed pitch. And then he needs some mechanical adjustments. Uh, it's, it's minor, but if you watch... His lower body isn't completely in sync. And so it feels like he's having to do a lot of work with the, with the hands and the wrists. And I think that if he can get a, his kinetic chain a little more in line and synchronized, he's going to be able to not only get a little bit more power, but he's going to be able to better catch up to velocity if he is watching and guarding for an off-speed pitch. So um, the plate discipline, a little bit of mechanical work, he absolutely, he can... He can, I think he's going to end up being able to play defense at third at the major league level, but he's a good corner infield guy if he can kind of get those worked out. And in just a minute, uh, Katie from Twitter has some more questions, actually about the Giants. A lot of Giants questions in this show. Uh, but first, today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Our, par- our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. You can get the latest odds, news, Sports, sports developments, uh, this year's NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, obviously UFC fights, 
and even NFL futures for next season now that they're in rookie mini camp and all of that. So BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagered information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Go head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action because BetOnline is where the game starts. Okay, so Katie Claiborne on Twitter, written written into the show before. uh, Everyday listener, appreciate that, Katie. Uh, A couple questions here. First one she said is, do you have thoughts on Luis Mateos' slow start? So Luis Mateos, um, 2018 international free agent out of Venezuela, 5'10", 186, um, plays outfield. Kind of an interesting thing. Um, he's Obviously, he spent uh, time in the Dominican, 2019, lost 2020. 2020 um, 2021 was a 19-year-old in low A. And then now this year is in high A. Batted 313, 358, 494 last year. Uh, 15 home runs in 109 games. This year, 18 games in, 152, 253, 152. No home runs, eight walks to 13 strikeouts. uh, And after going 21 for 26 on stolen bases last year is one for one. Just one one attempt. So the thing here is, and I, I was able to go back and get a little bit of film here. A uh, couple things that I noticed is he took pitches that were like obvious you should take this pitch. You know, um, non-competitive pitches outside of the zone or things like that. Pitches that were, you know, caught a good part of the plate, he was swinging. So he was making the right decisions about when to swing and when to not swing. Good when you're when you're trying to figure out development for a player. Um. He had some problems where he was like sitting fastball and would be early at an off-speed pitch or he was late on the fastballs because he was sitting off-speed. Couldn't necessarily... You can sit one if you can cover the other. And he was, he was usually late on the fastballs when he was sitting off-speed or he was early on the, on the off-speed when he was sitting fastball. So something you want to work on there. Some of that can come down to the hitting approach uh, Changing your 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 swing or your stance with two strikes, things like that. Um, good off speed pitches, like a, a a good slider, he'll still miss, but it's a pitch where like you expect somebody to miss. It's a good pitch. A bad slider, a bad changeup, he's gonna make contact. He's gonna get a quality hit on it. Uh, he does pull a lot of pitches, even stuff that's kind of like on the outside third of the plate. He's still pulling. Uh, so the swing's pretty much the same. The approach is pretty much the same. Um, wasn't making perfect contact every time, but like ultimately, I don't think this is any major concern. There's no bad habits here. There's no poor mechanics. It's just decisions on what to like, what to sit on, and what count. And I think it's just a little bit of a slow streak. I think a little bit of a slow start. Um, again, maybe, maybe pulling the ball a little too much. Maybe that's something he wants to kind of, you know, you want to try to get him out of, get him to back off of a little bit. But for the most part, I mean, he's, he's pulling at like 67%. It's career high. Uh, if he can get more of those pulled balls to be back towards the, up the middle, I think that combining with some luck, evening out, he'll be okay. 
interesting thing with some of these California leagues is he started off some cold weather in the evenings, some rain out, some things like that. So kind of hard to get into a rhythm. Uh, I think Luis Mateos is going to be okay. I think this is just a slow start combined with maybe pulling a little too many balls. Some minor adjustments, I think, and some some luck averaging out. I think he'll be back to normal. So I wouldn't make a big deal out of this. Uh, the other question Katie had was, do the Giants take their time with Marco Luciano? Number one overall prospect in the system, a shortstop IFA in 2018 out of the, out of the Dominican. And if preseason... My answer was going to be um, yes. I'm sorry. My answer was going to be no. You don't take your time with him. I think now maybe you do. Um, so he can, he's, he's hitting very well in high A. So 306, 381, 506. Uh, I believe he's got four home runs. And I want to say this is, what is it, 25 games? Yeah. 25 games, four home runs in 25 games. So preseason, I was saying, take, you know, here's the thing. Is he's been the youngest player just about every level. He was at the alternate site in 2020 at 18 years old. He just turned 20 in high A. And so he's got, he's, he's been a slow starter. And so everywhere he's gone, it's taken him a little while to get up to speed. This year, he is up to speed. He is hitting very well. Um, I think that he needs work defensively. And so my answer now is kind of contingent on do you leave him at short or do you move him to third? If you move him to third, where I think he will play well, um, He's not the speediest runner. So that's something where you don't have as much range concern at third as you do at short. But he's got the arm strength. Um, he has good power offensively where it's going to kind of profile with a third baseman. I think if you move him to third, you can be aggressive and you can move him up this summer to double A and let him test the bat against that higher level of pitching. If you leave him at short, you need to leave him in high A because he has an issue synchronizing his footwork to his arm, to his hands, and doesn't necessarily have the fundamentals defensively to stick it short. So, you know, where I just, I don't think long-term he, he's going to stick it short. So if you leave him at short, leave him in high A, let him figure that, either figure it out or figure out that he can't do it. Uh, at high A before you move him to double A because um, he's prone a little bit to chasing out of the zone on breaking balls. And when he moves to double A, that is how they're going to attack him. They, I mean, he's got double plus raw power. If you leave a mistake, he's going to crush it. The thing here is um, he's got extra moving parts in his swing that can slow him down a bit. He's prone to chase a breaking ball out of the zone. He's going to be challenged offensively when he gets to double A. So if you're moving him to third, then you can be aggressive and move him to double A. If you are leaving him at short, leave him in high A, let him figure that out, and then move him to double A and let him get challenged offensively. Uh, if everything works out, I mean, I think he could be all-star caliber. I think he could be a very, very good third baseman for you. 
um, contend for all-star games, power-hitting guy. I like what I see. If he's at shortstop, I'm not as excited. Uh, But either way, that's kind of... I think they take their time if he stays at short. If he moves to third, I think they go ahead and push him up this summer to double A and let him let him learn on the fly hitting hitting those breaking balls and when to watch and when to chase. So and in just a minute, I've got a good question about um a comp to Graham Ashcroft from last year. But first today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Imagine dipping your finger into a plastic tub of birthday cake frosting. And then when you've eaten, you open your eyes, and that was only 150 calories and 16 grams of protein. Built has a new birthday cake puff. I just received them. Never had anything like this before. They're available right now. I can't promise that they will stick around. You can get them at Built.com. So the way this works, it's a chocolate-covered marshmallow protein bar. So it's protein-infused marshmallow covered 100% real chocolate. This is the experience of biting into a slice of birthday cake covered in 100% real chocolate with sprinkles. 150 calories, only 9 grams of sugar. It's a limited time flavor. It's a great way if you want some variety into your daily protein intake. It's a great way to get it. Um, All of the puffs, not just this one, all of the puffs are covered in 100% real chocolate. So you can eat healthy and you can enjoy doing it. Um... Go to Built.com and get your birthday puffs now. You can see all the regular flavors, the limited time flavors, and the special ones like this. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 at Built.com. All right, so Stephen Bartley on Twitter has a question about uh, one of my thoughts on Andrew Abbott of the Reds. And do I possibly see him as this season's Graham Ashcraft? So. Um, 2021 second rounder by the Reds out of University of Virginia. And really kind of interesting here, was actually coached in high school by Billy Wagner, like former, like seven-time All-Star, left-hand pitcher Billy Wagner. And he's also a lefty, um, Abbott is, and he's a little bit of a, I, I say smaller, he's six foot. I mean, he's six foot 180. We're the same size. But I guarantee you, we look a lot different. But yeah, uh, but smaller for a baseball pitcher. Um, he was a reliever at Virginia. Was skipped in the 2020 draft. He went to the rotation. Went nine and six with a two eight seven ERA and got drafted in the second round. So the thing here about Abbott is none of his pitches are plus, but his control is really good. And all of the pitches are above average. So uh, he's got fastball that sits 92 to 93. He can run it up to 96 when he needs to. It's got good carry through the zone. Um, Change up is average to above average. Nothing incredibly special about it. Curveball is one of those 12 to 6 curveball. Sits in the high 70s. So he's got good velocity separation from all three pitches. And he disguises them really well. So his arm action, his arm speed is all the same for all three pitches. So, And he varies up the usage of them enough where it's very hard to know what's coming and to recognize it as he's throwing. You have to pick up the spin halfway to the plate and you've already committed the swing or not swing. Um, 
Again, the control's really good, so he can spot them where he wants to and where he needs to. I really think that he's going to end up as either your last starter in your rotation or one of those multi-inning guys out of the bullpen who uh, you you call on when your starter gets knocked out in the third and he go, comes out and gives you four innings out of the bullpen when he... You know, it was he just rolled up to the ballpark at one o'clock that day, and it turns out, oh yeah, you're throwing four and a half innings tonight, and he gets through it just fine. Uh, that's kind of where I see him. Um, you know, stats so far, he's in Double A right now in Chattanooga. Uh, he's only appeared in one game through five and two thirds innings, three hits, no runs, twelve strikeouts. So the weapon, like the the stuff, is definitely working. Uh, and you kind of you, you can kind of see you you go back and you look. High A last year, five games, 13 strikeouts per nine. Uh, Low A for four more games. I'm sorry, uh, there's five games in in, in high A this year. I'm sorry, Uh, four games in in low A last year, but 15 strikeouts per nine in low A, 13 strikeouts per nine in high A this year, and now in double A. I expect him to hang out in double A for a little while. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's something where absolutely useful, a guy, there's not a ton that he needs to refine. If you can make these pitches better, then make these pitches better. But I think at this point, he is what he is. I mean, he's he's in like the mid-20s on the prospect list for the Reds because none of his tools are especially loud. Nothing's especially loud. Nothing is plus other than that control. But he's competitive. He's got good durability, especially for, you know, only being six foot, you know, six foot 180, which again is big in the real world, is small in the world of baseball. Uh, but I think you get a lefty out of the pin that's got a good curveball, that's got a change, it's got a fastball that can disguise them well. Absolutely something that can help you for a long time. So expect to see quite a bit of him um, going forward. Don't necessarily know if he'll if he'll debut this year or not. I kind of see him as a guy who'll probably pop up next year, but you never know. There have been guys who have gone um, who have gone high A to the big leagues in one season, so we'll see what happens. Uh, it's an interesting week on the show this week. We've got obviously College Ball Tuesday. We've got a prospect interview coming up. We've got a crossover with our friends for the Angels. Lots of great stuff. So if you're watching this on YouTube, do us a favor, like and subscribe. Really does help the show a ton a lot. Um, but Until then, this has been Locked on MLB Prospects. Um.